Hi, everybody. Welcome Hey-o. to Buffy Speak. Um, we have just watched a most disturbing episode. <laughs> oh, also, I'm still on the headphone mic because I still don't have my nice mic. Anyway, yes. but let's get back to the horror story <laughs> that we've just witnessed. Uh, this, this was insane. Definitely the creepiest episode so far. Yeah, I'd say so. Maybe, I don't know, it's either this or the lady who changed bodies with her daughter Yeah, to be a cheerleader. Families, I wonder how much you make as a, like a family therapist in Sunnydale. Oh my god, I can't imagine. I feel like there's a whoever, lot going on there. Whoever is on the writing staff for this show... Has some serious familial issues. So the plot of this episode, this kid Chris, everybody's like, oh yeah, Chris has been really quiet ever since his brother died. Mm -hmm. And so you hear all about his brother and then you find out that Chris has reanimated his brother, stitched him all back up, (laughs) and he looks like a baseball. He's got like, (laughs) he's bald and he's got like... All these well, stitches all in his face. Because, I mean, they never really say how he died. Willow yeah, just, they're Willow just, just like, guesses. So, what was he doing that he needed to, like... Stitch it back up? Right, yeah. Yeah, he was... He must have been slaughtered if, like, <laughs> he had... He had stitches all over his face, you guys. And... And he had, so like, a Chris, metal plate on his arm. Yeah... Yeah, so Chris is like, oh, I've reanimated my brother, but now my brother is really lonely, so I'll make him a girlfriend. And so Chris and his friend Eric start stealing bodies from the graveyards of various girls, and they cut them up and select certain parts of each girl. So creepy. To make a new... But Have you seen the episode of Adventure Time where... Ice King takes the, his favorite parts from all of the different princesses, and then he molds them all together and reanimates it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I feel like I have, but it's been, like, literally years since I've watched any Adventure Time. You're missing out, first off. But also, <laughs> yeah, he, like, Ice King, like, makes this mutant lady, and... uh she, like, thinks she's really ugly, and so then he makes her put on a fashion show, and then he gets all his penguins to clap at the fashion (laughs) show, so she thinks she's pretty. And this is just very similar to that, without the fashion show. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll just start going through the notes. First off, I'm glad that Angel and Buffy are talking again. Yeah, I'm glad that he's still around, and they're, you know, hacking it out and getting the fighting done that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm actually very very partial to Angel. Uh, he's still very dramatic, but I do think I think he's good for Buffy or whatever. I still don't trust him though. I don't think any, I don't think anybody's good enough for Buffy. Actually, true, true. Um, um second note is poor Cordelia oh, because she's been these through past- the ringer. These past past couple couple of episodes, she is just getting the brunt of it, everybody. So, for anybody who doesn't know the episode well, Daryl, 
who is the baseball man who <laughs> has been reanimated. He's Chris's older brother. So he's like a zombie. And he's he's also Cordelia's ex-boyfriend, right? No, he says in the end, um, he says when he's like, when they've abducted her and he's like, you were always so nice to me, but I never paid you any attention. Okay, so, so he, Cordelia... He was even too cool for Cordelia. Yeah, but now he's... He's baseball he, man. Now he did. Yeah. And so he... Like, Cordelia used to have a crush on him, and so he recognizes Cordelia. Her Okay, that's another creepy thing. Eric brings him a picture of Buffy, Willow, and Cordelia, and is like, pick which one you want us to kill and get you the head of for your girlfriend, for your zombie girlfriend. And Daryl's like, that one. And so he picks Cordelia. So then Chris and Daryl, wait, Chris and Eric, excuse me, Chris and Eric grab Cordelia and they take her back to the lab and they're about to behead her and stitch her head onto a different body. And she's just, she's just trying to be a cheerleader. She's just trying to be popular. That's literally all she's trying to do, but she's been selected because he thinks she's the prettiest. And by the way, people need to stop leaving each other alone in the locker rooms at Sunnydale. (laughs) People are like, are you coming? And she's like, just one second. And instead of being like, oh, I'm going to wait for you because most of the murders that have happened so far have happened in this exact room. But instead they're like, all right, see you on the field. There needs. Sorry, guys. For some reason, I'm so tired right now. She won't stop yawning, and it's making me want to yawn. Get it under control. There needs to be some kind of locker room buddy system, right? Like you get assigned a buddy at the beginning of the semester, and and then Buffy and Cordelia. Yeah, and then Buffy and Cordelia get paired up, and then they're forced to be lifelong friends forever. Love it. Okay. Also, who I love is Jenny Callender. She's the best. She is the bomb, and she is perfect for Giles. I wanted to look up... Oh, I looked up Xander's birthday. I, I don't know why I did that. He was born on January I, no, 1st, 1981. Because I called him a Gemini last episode. Oh, yeah. So that's, like, what? So what? He's the Capricorn? Yeah, something like that. Whatever's after Sagittarius, or an Aquarius. I think. I think he's a Capricorn. Um, But... Uh, I wonder what their age difference is in the show. Um, Jenny and, and Giles. Uh, she looks to be, like, in her 30s, early 30s, and he's in his, his, like, early 40s, I would guess. Yeah. Which is not weird. I mean, my parents are 10 years apart. Yeah, as long as it's... As Plus, as- she's so cute, and Giles is so cute. Dude, if I was in my 30s, I'd probably go for Giles. Yeah. He's so nice and smart. He's so nice. He's so sweet. And he gets so excited when she says date. She's like, we're on a date. And he's like, wait, we're on a date? What? And he's so happy. Oh, yay. Yay. Yeah, I really hope. Is she is she around for a while? Um, yes. Okay, good. She features so very heavily that. in this season. Good, good, good. Um, what else is in my notes? My notes are, I'm glad Angel and Buffy hacked it out. Poor Cordelia. What the fuck is this episode? I love Jenny Callender. What is happening? He looks like a baseball. This episode is sad. (laughs) People need to stop leaving each other alone in locker rooms. Oh, 
And then I wrote, way to go, Chris. You brought your brother back to life only to see him burn alive. Because <laughs> that's what happens. He goes through all this effort of reanimating his brother and he's keeping his brother secret. And, like, he's like, Daryl, be quiet. He's and, taking care of him. Yeah, and he goes to all this effort. And then Daryl, a fire gets started whenever Buffy comes to rescue Cordelia. And, um, and so everybody's, like, fighting Daryl and trying to get Cordelia out of the room, but a fire gets started. And then Daryl gets distracted from his fight with Buffy because he realizes that his zombie girlfriend, who doesn't have a head... Yeah. He's like, oh, no, she's mine, she's mine. And then he runs and he jumps on the gurney that all these body parts are stitched on. And I just almost gagged saying that. It was a gross episode. And then he's like, she's mine. We'll be together forever. And then he burns. <laughs> he dies. And that's how the episode ends. I have, I have some questions about the logisti- logistics. That was weird. The logistics of everything in this episode. Beyond just, like, reanimating a body. Because we all know you can do that. Um, of course. I've seen Frankenweenie. <laughs> I watched that anyway. What, um, Frank and Weenie? Yeah. At some no, point. let's talk about Frank and Weenie. What are you gonna say about Frank and Weenie? Welcome to Frank and Weenie speak. No. <laughs> I don't remember was it that or was it the other one? What's the other one? The other like three D animated Oh Paranorman. Paranorman. I watched Paranorman, Paranorman and it was good. It was kinda sad. Yeah, Paranorman's really good. It's made by the same uh, production company that made, like, Coraline and... Oh, Box Trolls. Have you seen Box Trolls? No. Dude, welcome to Box Trolls speak, everybody. (laughs) Box Trolls is an excellent movie. I love the movie The Box Trolls. I saw it twice in theaters. I have seen it multiple times. It's on Netflix. Is it really? It's so good. It is one... It's in... It's definitely in my top 50 movies. I don't have time right now to rationalize where exactly it would be in there, but it's up there. Wow. Okay. Box Trolls is great. You need I'll to watch to Box Trolls. I'll have to give it, give, give me, give me a one, like a 30 second rundown of the plot. All right. So this boy goes missing. The, uh, oh man, what's his, what's, oh no. I can't Fake remember what it's fan. Shut up. Don't you dare. <laughs> Um, so he's, this, like, baby goes missing, and everybody thinks that the box trolls killed this baby and stole this baby and ate the baby, but they didn't, and I don't want to spoil the plot or anything, but, yeah, and so all, oh, and there's these people, and they really love cheese, and the bad guy, he's allergic to cheese, and that's all I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And Whoa, what else happens what really in Box Trolls? Dude, Box Trolls is so good. They're so cute. Have you seen a Box Troll? No, I have not seen a Box Troll. Listen, in my dude. Life. Just take my word for it, okay? They they talk like this. They're like, "Fush." <laughs> Fush. That's what they say. They sound it's like so good. Kind of. Yeah, it's similar. They speak Box Trollies. That's what it says. I I always have the captions on when I watch it, and so it always says, like, brackets. Speaking box troll ease. <laughs> end brackets. How, how Anyway, clever. listen. 
Go see box trolls, okay? It's worth it. All right. Um, Just I take this, my word for I it. I thought this episode should be called Toxic Masculinity Kills. How do you mean? Just like, he was so, like, Daryl was pretty much as far as I could... I mean, from what Chris said at the end, he said that his brother was always sticking up for him. Yeah. And, like, actually cared about him. So maybe he wasn't just this big, like, ooh, like, lughead. But in yeah. death, he's not so friendly. No. Reanimated in his second life, he, uh... Did not does not know what he's talking no. about. Sorry, there's somebody walking around. Oh, it's Logie. My older brother's friend Logie is here. Everybody, he's oh. walking around in my front yard. Everyone say hi. Wherever you listen to this, say hi, Logie. Hi, Logie. <laughs> also, watch Box Trolls. Yeah, Turn those, off this episode and go watch Box two, Trolls. Those are your two um, orders commands for this episode. Yep. Say hi, Logie. <laughs> <laughs> And watch Box Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's, like, not even a whole lot to talk about this episode because it was just so fucking weird. (laughs) Like, what do you... They they didn't really wrap up the plot with the mom succinctly, I didn't think. Yeah, we don't know how she's going to react to any of this. Like, when he died, when this kid died and what... Willow thinks is a rock climbing accident, but it's probably something involving like a friggin' meat slicer or yeah. whatever. Um, so when he dies, apparently Chris and Daryl's mom goes into like catatonic state. Basically, and, and she like, keeps rewatching his old uh, football, football games. Yeah. She keeps rewatching it and like And she's just chain smoking. Chain- probably hoping for death. <laughs> yeah. Smoking, watching videos of her dead son, you know. And um they never really like like you see her a couple times. Like mm-hmm. Chris Chris tries to like talk with her and like He's like, Bye mom, I'll be back later and she like doesn't say anything to him. And he's obviously very, like, kind of, like, just upset with his whole situation. I feel so... I mean, like, I do feel bad for him. For Chris? Yeah. Minutely. I mean, he shouldn't have done the body thing, but... Listen. (laughs) Here's what we do at Go Girls. I talked briefly about Go Girls last episode. Um, So we have, like, certain things to say to, like, girls who get upset at the camp because it's, like, an emotional coaching camp. And we say, I see that you're having some big feelings right now. I want you to understand that it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to hit your friend or to take her toy or something. So what I would say to Chris (laughs) is, Chris, I see you're having some big feelings right now. It's okay to be upset that your brother is dead, but it is not okay to reanimate him or to steal other girls' corpses or to cut off Cordelia's head because we love her. True. And we, I like her better with a head, I would think. I mean, I haven't talked to or I haven't seen her in an episode without her head. It's but I like, would, one would assume. It's like that gag on Scrubs, um, floating head doctor. Floating head doctor. I've been watching I haven't a seen lot of Scrubs, Scrubs since I was fifteen, my friend. There's a joke that JD does five old years ago. 
JD does this joke where whenever he wants to be in one place, two places at once, he daydreams about floating head doctor, where and his body is head doing doctor? one thing and his right. head is doing the other thing. And it's so funny because that. his body is always really bad at whatever it's doing because it can't see anything. Yeah, duh. <laughs> That's what Cordelia That's would be. Show. Cordelia. Cordelia would only, she probably wouldn't even be a good cheerleader anymore. Probably not. I mean, if I don't she got know. her head taken. I don't know. Cordelia could do anything. She could do whatever she wants to. She, oh my Scrubs. gosh. She really tried to connect with Xander at the end of the episode and he shut her down. Yeah, my last note is Xander's such an idiot. I know. Which. She- Okay, you know the setup for that is that Cordelia comes up, and Cordelia is, like, well-known as, like, the hottest girl in school and blah, blah, blah. And she comes up to Xander, and she's like, if there's anything I can ever do to repay you. And he and Willow were just in the middle of talking about why they don't get dates. And then he's like, can you go away? We're talking here. And then he's like, I'm sorry, what were we talking about, Willow? And she's like, why we don't get dates? And he's like, oh, yeah, why is that? You know, and so, like, that's the joke is, like, Xander, you don't get dates because you're such a dick. But, like, also, if I see him be mean to Cordelia again, I will fictionally end him heads will roll. somehow, some way. I'll find real, a way. Real heads will roll. Yep. And then be attached to bodies that aren't their own. Nicholas, Brendan, we're coming for you. We're coming now for we you. Now we are the weird ones. <laughs> we're going to take your head. <laughs> um, and your arms, because you have good arms. You wore a tank top in one episode, and it was great for me. He seems to have um, kind of uh, gotten a little more toned. Wait, now in the episode, or, like, now in real life? Like, in the year of our Lord 2016? Nicholas Brendan has not aged well. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Listen, Nicholas Brendan, if you're listening to this, you could still get it. We'll say that. But your character is so annoying. I'm sure he gets that a lot. Yeah. Um, Well, I think he knew that, too. Like, playing it, like, that's part of the thing, is, like, Xander's annoying. Like, that's part of the character. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunnydale is a death trap. Dude, we can't even, there's nothing more to say. I know, it's like we've made all the jokes. About how dangerous Sunnydale is. It's so, like, appalling, mind-boggling that people continue to live there. Yeah, and just, there's no, we don't see any of, like, the consequence. We don't see all the police around. We saw the firemen in this episode, but they just came because there was a fire. Right. You know, there weren't police there investigating the bodies that they found inside the fire that, mm-hmm. like, Buffy hasn't told them about or whatever. Like the it's just, but the thing is, dude. Right. But it, the thing is, is that if you saw that at the end of every episode, you'd be like, okay, why isn't Buffy in jail now? Because, like, regardless, regardless, like, okay, so she obviously hasn't committed any of these crimes that the police would hypothetically be investigating if the police were around in Sunnydale. Maybe Sunnydale just doesn't have a police department. Um, I'm trying to think if you ever see the inside of the police office. And I I think you see some police. You do? In season six. Okay. Well, so apparently they have one. But the thing is, is that if they kept getting called to the scene where it's like, oh, there's another person dead in the locker room, blah, blah, blah. And, like, Buffy's attached to every single one of these. Buffy would be taken into custody and then questioned. And then it'd be, she'd be like, I'm the Slayer. And then she'd get, like, 
committed somewhere and it just the show the show doesn't work if they're policemen but there should still be policemen yeah it's this is the catch-22 that we're dealing with it's a double-edged sword it's a paradox (sighs) what are we gonna do well that is the dilemma of living in a cuckoo bananas backward town that's the first time i've heard anybody say cuckoo bananas in real life well there you go i say it all the time monumental monumental moments happening momentous moments Mm -hmm. oh my god that's where the word momentous comes from yeah wow it's a whole lot of realizations happening over here my moment one time i was in um i was in my eighth grade english class Mm -hmm. um and we were talking I, i don't remember what the exercise was but um like we were doing some kind of worksheet or something and um it said like blah 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 spanish it had the word spanish in it and this girl okay. in my class was like oh my gosh like in the middle of working and we were all like what and she was like spanish comes from the word spain she wow. was like that and i swear this sounds like something i'm making up but you can ask anyone who was in my 8th grade English class and they'll <laughs> tell you that this actually happened. Another girl goes, no, dummy, it's from Mexico. Oh. My God. And she was not joking. She was not joking. Dude. I felt like I was in an episode of, like, whatever that Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, like, the, what, what is it, Sweet? No, Sweet Life is the Disney show. Sweet Life is Zach and Cody. Um, I think it's the real life. Yeah, something like that. Or something. Or maybe it's just, like, the life of Paris Hilton. Dude, if two people in real life in America were going to try to reanimate bodies, it would be those two girls that you just talked about. Paris Hilton. Oh, your- oh, oh, No, not... <laughs> Paris Hilton would never do that. That's... Paris I mean, Hilton never, is too busy to do that. Apparently, she's really nice. Have you heard all those stories about yeah. her? Yeah. So, apparently, um, Paris Hilton really likes radios. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk yeah, about, too. and she'll, like, go to, like, like antique, antique shows. conventions, yeah, to and like find buy. pieces of a radio. Yeah, and apparently she's super, super sweet to everyone, like. Yeah. I believe yeah, like, it. Me, too. She's never done anything like, she, to make me think that she's not just a decent human being. Yeah, well, she has no reason to be mean, you know? Right. But yeah, like I've read stories about people who were like, yeah, I ran out of gas and I was at a gas station pumping gas and Paris Hilton walked up to me and was like, oh, did you run out of gas? You have to leave. I'm doing a podcast. Hi, dad. My dad's home from work, hi, everybody. Jerry. Beth says hi, Jer. Oh, yeah. You want to say something? What do you think about Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Love it. He loves it, everybody. <laughs> That's what the we're saying. The are in. Yep. Ooh. Dad, have you seen Box Trolls? <laughs> Oh, my dad hasn't seen Box Trolls either, you guys. You're failing as a Box Trolls number one fan. Listen, Box Trolls is so good. Take my word for it. I've seen it multiple times. Crenshaw, baby? Maybe that's what it's called? Dude, I'm still caught up on this. And we're back, everybody. Beth had Mexican food for dinner. (laughs) Beth had to utilize the facilities, but it's fine. We're past that. 
It's fine. I'm playing trivia crack while we're recording. What were the main exports in ancient Greece? Uh, uh, Olives and grapes? Not oil. (sighs) Grapes and cheese? Prunes and butter? Peanuts and goat cheese? I don't know. Goat cheese sounds too simple. Okay, I'm gonna go with grapes and cheese. Olives and grapes. It's olives and grapes. I guess so. Okay. Frick, my stomach hurts. So, guys, this episode was crazy. I'm out of stuff to say about it because I'm literally just at, like, a loss for words. Yeah. That somebody was like, so here's my idea for season two, episode two. Here's what I thought. And they got green-lighted. And we're back. We have five minutes left before we hit our requirement. I mean, I guess this is our show. We could just stop the recording. I have literally, I don't have anything else to say about the episode. I, I could talk more about box trolls, which, by the way, I looked it up. It's the Trubshaw baby. Trubshaw. That's what I was trying to remember earlier. Um, what do you have to say about this episode? I don't know. I think I like how, where they're Any taking. deeper themes? I like where they're taking Angel and Buffy's relationship. Right, right, right. Um, I agree. Ooh, I was about to burp. I am having a bad time. Um, Dude, where'd you get Mexican food from? It's this, it's this restaurant called the Blue Agave, and it's like really, the food tasted really good and chill, and now my my body is a war zone, so. You're in, you're in some turmoil <laughs> right now. Um. <laughs> Any deeper themes? What about brotherly love? Yeah, I mean. We have some supernatural-esque sacrifice going on. Yeah. That's a reference to the show Supernatural, not as in, like, the occult. Um, I mean... Just to clarify. Otherwise, I just I just think it's a pretty just okay episode. It wasn't spectacular. I thought it was just an okay the episode. The next episode is what I'm really excited I, for. No, I saw Spike's name <laughs> in the episode description. He's my babe. I'm very excited. He is my All right. babe. And I love that episode just, like, as an episode in general. Plus spikes in plus, it. Plus my my sweetheart's my sweetheart spike. Um, do you uh want to rate the episode? Yeah, we can run. This one can run short today. I am yeah. going to give it a seven. That's what I was gonna say too. Like a six or a seven because it, it was good. It was okay. There were some funny jokes. Xander wasn't even that annoying in this one. There, so I just feel like. They've just upped the quality from season one so much in right, all right, aspects. Right, right, right. So I'm like, all right, yeah, seven. Yeah, seven's pretty good. It's all right. It's not my favorite. Pretty good. Oh They're making gosh. progress. Did you just break something? No, something fell into our recycling bin. Uh, anyway, okay. guys, I all have right. to run, like literally run, because she's got the runs. <laughs> gosh it's so disgusting sorry guys follow us on twitter buffy underscore speak our personal twitters mine is caroline sears and hers is beth lindley they're both what nothing you go uh they're both linked in the professional like the buffy speak twitter bio and this has been a great episode go watch box trolls and don't forget to say hi (laughs) logie okay bye guys bye everybody (laughs)